hear something clicking. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. All right. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Unsophisticated Convo. It's your girl, Keisha, and I'm here with my co-host. Ray. Hey, Ray. What's good, everybody? What's How good? How y'all doing? So today's um, episode, we're going to do it a little bit different because this time we have it themed. We have a, a love don't live here anymore theme for the ladies out there. But first, we're going to start off with our intros, our little weekly recap. Ray, how was your Christmas? Uh, Christmas was good. You know, I have a 17-year-old, so Christmas and presents are really different for them. Teens like money and gift cards. So I think I got out this year. Nice. Nice. Family came. It was really nice. Good for you. How was your week overall? Uh, My week has been tiresome. You guys know I have a YouTube channel. I've been live for hours with the gang and doing some stuff. So um, if you want to see me on YouTube, that's Ray Love. That's it. R-A-E-L-O-V. Ray underscore love. No underscore, man. <laughs> Don't listen to her. Just Ray Love. Shameless plug. All right, go on. Nice, nice. Well, my week was good. Um, this week, I just want to just uh, quickly shout out. Um, on the 22nd was my dad's death anniversary. So um, it's been four years. So shout out to anybody who is grieving or going through a loss during um, holiday season or any time for that matter. Yeah. Um, I know it's hard, but believe it or not, time really does heal. Um, it doesn't get easier, but it does get a little better to deal with, a little easier in that sense. So shout out to that. As far as my Christmas, I have two little ones, so it was all right. You know, I was kind of in a bah humbug mood. She um, sure was. You know, <laughs> you had the little ones. So at first, you know, obviously I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. The four-year-old is the one who really cares about Christmas and what's going on. And so I'm spending most of my time anxious, hoping that I get the right gifts. You know, oh, my God, <laughs> would she like this? Last year... My daughter was a big, is still kind of a big Paw Patrol fan. And so last year I had gotten a book and it was like customized to create, to add her, keep her in the story. And so I sent a picture. They had her picture there and included her in the story. I mean, I thought I was going to be mother of the year for this fucking book. (laughs) And when I presented it to her and start reading it, you know, she's looking at me. She's like, mom, you know, I never met them. This is not true. Like none of this. Cause at one point it's like Marshall, you know, gives me a kiss and says, thank you for saving the day for rescuing us. <laughs> and she was very confused. Like mommy, I've never met them. Like she could not get into it. So that just really threw me off for this year. I was kind of like, please let me, but overall she seemed like she had a pretty good, um, Christmas, which was good. And then it was kind of in the house, boring, like, it wasn't really nothing. I'm more, I'm, I like holidays and I'm, I like the holidays where you get gifts, you know, like the gifts. <laughs> My birthday is a holiday for me because it's a gift giving thing. And Keisha's really big on holidays and what that means. <laughs> I am. I am one of them fairy tale, like in my mind type of thing. So that didn't quite happen. Um, mm. So I was scrolling. I found myself scrolling through social media, seeing everybody all fucking happy. I was pissed. Like, what the fuck ever? <laughs> fuck y'all. <laughs> she was hating on people on Facebook. <laughs> Stop putting your business out there, y'all. Because she's lurking. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He got me the Rolls Royce. It was gold and pink, just like I asked for. I like, mean, there is y'all. Christmas and then there's reality. Yeah, but you most know. importantly, guys, girls, if you were with someone, make sure you have a little something for them. A little something, Christmas. something. But overall, it was nice. You know, I was happy the girls were were, were happy with their gifts. At least my four year old, the two year old, didn't really know what's going on. But overall, so it was it was pretty good. No complaints. All right. Yeah, yeah. So that was our week. So let's jump right into our first segment. Okay. I love shit. Okay, love shit shit. that has to do with love. (laughs) (laughs) This week, this week, still going on. Love don't live here anymore. Mm. We're gonna start off with couples that broke up or called it quits that we wish were still together. Okay, what do you have? Kicking it off, and I don't care what nobody has to say. Um, Kim and Kanye, I'm very upset that y'all are not together (laughs) anymore. First of all, if you didn't know, I'm a huge Kanye West fan. Huge. But, yeah, I am. He like know, me with Beyonce, he, she is Kanye. He know where I'm at, and he know he's my Gemini <laughs> twin. But my problem with them not being together is, first of all, I love Kim and Kanye love. I love how obsessed Kanye is with Kim. 
I know that kind of love. I like it too, though. And uh, when you feel that kind of love, listen, you don't ever forget it. So I'm digging the fact that Kanye is just obsessed with Kim. He just wants to make Kim always happy. I like how Kim treats him. I like that she shares her family with him. I think that's really important for Kanye. He's the only child, so am I. I get it. I thought that was good, too. And I I just, have you seen even their videos? Like, one of the last videos he did with uh, her and her whole family, like, the mother steps out of this big old... Range Rover, a Hummer, or something like that, and she just makes them feel they are so important. I yeah, just love I think that he needed that aspect. with the mother. I did think that was a nice aspect of their relationship. So I, I want them to get back together. Point. Kim, you know, you walking around with this guy Pete. <laughs> I think on. he's so weird, and this nigga gets pussy. When I tell you, like, he gets girls. He gets girls. I don't get it. Maybe he has like something that we just can't see. Well, I he could know. have a great personality. Or I don't see it. He looks weird. How you know me? I, I, I just say, did you know? Because sometimes personality omits <laughs> through the screens and stuff. Like Robin Roberts, right? Don't she just seem so sweet? People? No, and that's another thing. We don't agree with Robin <laughs> oh Roberts. God. I don't say she loves that. No, this Robin freaking Roberts. lady. She, it's, just, it's just her. Her whole spirit comes through. But Pete Davidson just seems, maybe he has a good drug that nobody know about. I so. think that he's probably, whatever. She's on the rebound. Kim, if you're listening to this, which you should be. <laughs> Take what Kanye up, back. Y'all deserve to be together. Let my man get his wife back. That's how um, I feel about that. Yeah, I'm right. sad about that. But go ahead, y'all. All right. Well, mine is Devin Devon. I am not good with black ass names. My bad. But you know what I'm talking about. And Megan Good. Um, I was very surprised to hear that they broke up, especially because when they were um, together, the main objective of their relationship was kind of based on spirituality. Like, you know, we pray together, you know, we read Bible verses together. Our marriage is based off of, you know, all this. And so it kind of felt a little bit contradictory to me Mm -hmm. because One of the things in spirituality, as you know, if you are married, I'm not. But the theme of it, you're getting married in front of a a priest. And he says, till death do us part. And so it makes you think, you know, in the realms of like, what what can you actually, what is the aspiration to marriage if people can so quickly, you know, call it quits? And it seemed as though it was mutual because there was no, no one at fault, you know, um, in fact, I believe that um, their their quote, you know, to it was like, after much prayer and consideration, we have decided to go into our future separately. There's no one at fault. We believe this is the next best chapter in the evolution of our love. Again, so obviously if he went and fucking cheated or something, it's like she's going to say he cheated on me with, you know, who, who knows the real reason. Mm-hmm. But that poses the question, um, you know, do you think that people give up on love too easily. Okay, well, right before I answer that question, I'm going to go a little bit back into Megan. Some people, um, and I mean this wholeheartedly, can are more mature. Mm-hmm. So they deal with things, um, this is not working, we're arguing all the time, whatever the case may be, whatever's behind closed doors. Because praying together also makes sure that, that also makes sure that you're receiving whatever God is giving you, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes just because it's something you want and you pray for it doesn't mean it's meant for you. Mm-hmm, so agreed. maybe them both praying together, because they were that strong, got them to the point where they realized this is not this working. This is not working. Now, do people give up on love fast? Yes. Um, sometimes I think it's smart because they don't have time to play games and they don't have, we're getting to a certain age where we're supposed to be, believe me, guys, I'm just learning this. <laughs> Okay, because I had all the time in the world about a year ago. But the you're getting older now, and you realize there's things you want, and how, you don't want to settle. So is it giving up on love, or is it investing in yourself? Because those things could be taken two ways. But see now, now here's 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 what I feel. Right, when you go into something and you're in a relationship, because there's there's obviously steps to this, right? Like you meet someone, you court someone, you get to know each other. I'm not talking about those, you know. Um, rare circumstances where it's like, oh my gosh, after a month of dating, we married because I'm talking about those who kind of take the the status quo of time and say, this is the one that I want. This is the one that I love. And now you you decide on that big commitment. I mean, to say, all right, we're going to get married now. Let's do this. I feel like when you take that step, what could possibly, even if, and, and you're going to have some, now I'm not saying you stay if your husband decides, okay, 
I'm going to cheat on you. You have to take that. Well, it doesn't have to be big things. That's it doesn't have, I said exactly. It, it doesn't have to be big things. But my, my again, um, the the question coming from someone who's not married, you know, and and aspiring to one day be married, my it, it kind of makes you feel like, is love really unconditional? No. Love is not conditional when it has nothing to do with your children. Now, okay. there's always a condition of love, even when you are getting married. The death door is part, that's a line, and that's beautiful. But big things can happen between two people, and it could take away trust. It can take away, um, you guys could grow differently as people. Right. You could want different um, things for life, for yourself, and that may change with your partner. That may change with your partner. Now, I want to get married. And when I get married, I never want to get divorced. Right. Right. Which is why I'm hopefully not rushing into just being married. Because exactly. people do share a home and it is just. And so many different. And they share a home and it is just as great and it is just as beautiful as being married. Yes. And speaking as a lesbian, I didn't know I could get married to about four or five years ago. So my aspirations growing up wasn't to get married. Right. It was to have a good relationship where we're communicating that person should be your best friend yeah so yeah you're sticking to it but you don't stick through any and everything now see that's that's not what i mean when i say unconditional what i mean is like for example if i'm saying you know i love you i want you to be my forever um in a in in a conditional world i'm saying you know you until you do something to me. Well, not necessarily. Like, it just means until, until that change. bond is broken. Exactly. And 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 what I mean by unconditional love in the human sense, because we can only go so far with unconditional love outside of our children yeah. for another human being. But in the sense that it'll say nothing will break us up. Let's work on. So, for example, if my aspirations were one thing together, you know, as we were dating and then we get married and they sort of change. Change. They become different. Can you compromise, put your life on hold for or, me while well, I work out mine? Should, or like should, a togetherness. That should happen, but you're also taking that you have unconditional love, and that means that you're, you're, you're not broken up. Right now, I have unconditional love for someone that will never go away, even if I'm not in love with them. Those are yes. two different things. Yes. I will never disrespect her. She's an ex. She deserves to be disrespected. <laughs> <laughs> but but see, I won't look. do that because I, I love her, mm -hmm. right? Okay, but that doesn't mean I don't love myself. So we're talking about whatever makes two people break up. It doesn't mean that they just gave up. It could be that they tried everything and that they're being mature and them being together is worse for themselves than being apart. And that's after trying. So I'm again, just so to clarify my point, when I say unconditional love and you going into marriage for, for um, Devin and May and Megan, this just came out of nowhere. They were for very, us. For, uh, that's what I'm saying about this. For us, this just came out of nowhere. Beforehand, they were picture perfect, seemingly picture perfect on Instagram and, and, and all social media outlets. And that's the thing, too, ladies. You know, a lot of times we fall prey to um, comparison syndrome where we're looking and we're like, oh, I want my, you know, you look and you see a happy picture and you're like, that's that's what I aspire to. Not knowing what's going on behind closed doors. So when we see it and we opine on it out of nowhere, it's confusing because the bad, the in-between wasn't shared. It well, was just the happy. That's so, the thing. When you look on Instagram or something, nobody ever like has cramps and shows a picture like I'm cramping. Of course not. They no, always show but the, I mean the for couples part. specifically. So you should never look at those. But people. I'm saying specifically when Megan and and um her her whatever her husband at the time when they were displaying their love, they were displaying it so much so that it was sort of seemingly perfect. Well, you and know, so that happens. And so that's what I'm saying. So now that it's just out of nowhere to us, we're done. Well, you that kind of shows you that people go through problems in either way, right? Number one. And I was a big Facebook queen when I was with my ex. I mean, we were all over. We did it all the time. And everybody knew us for it. And it was real. That was true. Of course. So, but when it was over, you know, maybe that shows you, you know, don't share too much because I had a lot of questions being yes. asked of me. But in the world of fame, when they're sharing certain things with us, obviously only what they can. My thing is that now that it goes from literally zero to a hundred, it leaves room for assumption. And so that's where the question rolls, where it's like, 
there was no, were, did you guys just grow apart and you knew this, you know, a year ago, two years ago, and you tried to make it work. And then you said, you know what? We tried Probably everything. So. And that's what I mean. Like there's steps to it and you can still, that's the unconditional factor that I mean. I'm not saying you stay in it, even when you're unhappy, when you know it's not, but did you try? And I but think I'm the sure that part, the reason how you know that they tried is because how they ran their relationship how they did their relationship, what they talked about, how they prayed together, how they was. That's how you know that they probably tried. They could We're not referring to the people who get into relationships and don't care. Right. We're referring to the people that try. And just because you did try and it doesn't make it, my point is to say sometimes that doesn't mean that you don't love them anymore. Of course. And, and not. I don't think, I think a real love, like truly, if you've ever spoken the words genuinely to an ex or anyone and you've said, I love you, that doesn't, even in friendships, that doesn't necessarily go away. It's just, I can now, I just love you from a distance or yeah. I just have a love for you. I'm no longer in love or what I thought was in love, but I still love you. So again, you know, I just thought that was an interesting breakup. It did happen out of nowhere. So that was a little sad. I didn't want to see them end it, but it did. Um, so in, in, in terms of ending things, <laughs> when did you know? Ugh. Here's my next question. When did you know when it was time to let go of a friendship and or relationship? Um, I'm going to take a relationship because I'm the one who just came out of one. Um, I knew to end it when there was no more fight left from her. Mm. Um, that's when I knew to let it You... You know, there are times when you do fight for something. That's why I'm speaking so highly of this, why I keep going so hard on this. Because sometimes when you take time for yourself, you learn things about yourself, and you learn it differently outside of being in this relationship. Now, I'm all for the fight. And I fought. You know my personal story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, guys, I was outside the house with a boombox. I was sending uh, flowers. I was tap dancing for this bitch everywhere she was. Tell me, have you seen her? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen her? <laughs> Don't get me started, okay? But the truth is... um. You know, even if you've been with someone for years and doesn't mean that our love wasn't real and it wasn't as strong as it was, when it's over, you have to uh, grasp that. So how did I know when I felt like there wasn't enough fight coming from her anymore that you had to go? Why, why am I, you know, my, I'm important. A lot of people take, it's hard for them to understand that. It, it's so much harder to love yourself than it is somebody else. For some and reason. I think that's very interesting in your perspective because you take and, ex, you know, please excuse my ignorance, y'all, out there and she is very ignorant my co-host <laughs> shut the up shut up but assuming that you take on head of household i am the 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 care the caregiver mm -hmm. i am the one sort of like similar to what a man would take on in a heterosexual I'm not a man, though. which she's not in a yes. heterosexual um thing where he's saying i i'm the problem solver i am the one you come to put your you know i, I can take care of you how do you find ways to continue to take care of yourself first? Like to put your, still keep your feelings knowing that I'm supposed to kind of put mine to the back burner. Let me hold her down, make sure she's okay. But still, well, leave I feel like you. the only time a man or anybody can do that is when you take away from the woman, right? It's going to be the way. I know she used to leave me myself and go to work at night and I usually work in the morning and I swear to God, like I can, you know, I can cook clean and everything. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I was looking for shit. I kept calling her like, where is my socks? <laughs> it's just certain things that she just knows. Like, you know, and she just knew like, okay, third drawer. I know you put them there and I did, or I can't find my keys or. So those are ways that, you know, you lean on each other and, and whatever see, kind of exactly, way. Cause I feel like a lot of people get the, the term happy wife, happy life misconstrued yeah. because a lot of people think that it's just solely about the woman, but what men um, and other who are taking on that role don't realize is that what that really entails is the more you, you, you nurture and care for the female in your life, the more you get it back in return. Well, let me, let me, let me so just, most, for let most me just women. play devil's advocate here. Go ahead. Okay. Sometimes women grow up and they have this fairy tale of life. I don't know who the fuck told them this. It's too many Walt Disney movies that they've been <laughs> watching. And they think this man is supposed to read their mind, make sure he cooked, Make sure he help. He's supposed to do everything and and make sure you're happy. Well, bingo. Let me tell you something, women. Men need to be happy too. Of course. And it's not just sexually. No. And it is. It's a big part of 
got you guys being each other's best friends. Exactly. And let me tell you something from for from the women's perspective. If you have a man, obviously, again, this goes into the stages that we were talking about. So when you're courting someone, you're getting to know someone, you're getting further into your relationship. You know, you start to get to know your partner. You get to know them. So you say, "Oh, I know what makes." her happy I know what would make you know put a smile on her face things of that nature you do that and you're with a, an appreciative woman the right woman who's deserving of that in turn she will do the same for well, you, you know, but and it's not necessarily something where it's like sometimes she don't and that's then that's a and whole different that's a whole just different in general sometimes and, women disappoint you too and of course not to say they don't but what I'm saying is when you have a man who caters or a person who caters to and it's the small things like you know um babe flowers or you know babe i know that you like this so i i, I bought some for you something to that effect well, what i'm turn, saying is that what your thing was you said when you give out you can probably get it back and what i'm saying is i was the type of nigga that gave flowers every week uh -huh. i was the type of nigga that came home uh -huh. i did not step out uh -huh. and i was really um into what she needed and what she wanted and she was very appreciative at the time if you're with the right woman, happy wife, happy life, this is what it's all coming down to. I feel like it's a full circle. I don't agree because I just believe there are going to be times in life where we let each other down. Of course. That's going to happen in any relationship, whether it's a friendship or anything. Because, again, throughout the time, even when you get to marriage, you're still learning the person you're with. But I'm saying that if you're making those um, the steps to saying, I'm thinking of you, Here's what I have for you in any way, shape or form. It doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to be tangible. It could be a freaking foot massage. You understand what I mean? Like you've been with the kids all day or you've been working all day. Let like me, those type of well, things. See, that has nothing to do with your relationship. That has to do with the type of person you wear. Are they considerate? And are they that's, selfish? That has rude? a lot. And that, that to me has a lot to do with who you choose in a relationship. Because again, it's supposed to be reciprocated to the point where both parties are considered of each other and so if you have that I think that there's where you can continue to flourish and when there are problems you're sitting back and you're saying okay how can we both make things better because you're considerate of each yeah, other because it doesn't mean bad or good but some people have a hard time understanding that you're getting to know is the way this person communicates is it good for me the way this person um expresses herself is it good for me those are tough questions or because that's how yep. you know whether you're supposed to be in it out of it exactly and that's why people let go because it's not matching anymore it's not exactly and those are, that's why again it's so important when you have these stages that you're going through when you, you know because even in relationships when you first start out you know it's rosy colored you're, you're kind of impressing each other right you're 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 the mask the real mask and who you are probably doesn't come out for a little while because you're giving your best in the beginning of any relationship you know what i mean you're not gonna come right out and be like well let me let me let me take that back because it was one time I, I went on a date with a guy, right, a little while ago. And we were having a really nice time. So first one, we was in a restaurant. This nigga was in the restaurant with an ankle bracelet. He pulled up his motherfucking pants and you said, pick them wrong, listen, <laughs> before we continue on, I got a nine o'clock curfew. So I got to tell you something really quickly. Like, what? Are you crazy? So sometimes the mask has no choice but to be forced my, off. My greatest love, but, my mask was off from the beginning. I want to say that I didn't even realize that until you just said it just now. Mm. But my greatest love that I had, the last one I came out, seriously, my mask was off from the mm. very beginning. That's a beautiful. Was. It was just, it was just that way. It just flowed that way. And that's a beautiful thing because a lot of times, it I think happened. what's missing, um, a lot of times too, is that vulnerability. Yeah. When you have someone who you can literally, like Beyonce's song, flaws and all. Oh, you here know we how go I with Beyonce. About that song, okay. Oh my she God. She ain't even living her best Flaws and all. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get to Bobby, but flaws and all. You want to be with somebody who you're so comfortable with and knowing that, you know, it's a no judgment zone. You and like here, guys, by the way, I just want to give a quick disclaimer. We do not judge anybody. We're not judging each other. No, nobody. What you want to do in love is completely up to you. We are just getting our unsophisticated opinions, okay? So yeah. now, you know, when you're with someone who is a judgment-free zone, like all the way down to if you're a fucking killer, like I killed somebody, and knowing that this person's oh, not going to well, judge I you, I, I'm not saying literally, <laughs> but you understand what I mean? Like yeah, but at somebody the same that time, you could be yourself, and they know in parts where to um, correct you, where to grow you. But at the same time, you could be dealing with somebody who's very defensive, okay? You could be dealing with somebody who has their guard up. So even if they are doing that, they'll feel judged. 
That's my point. And that's a different now. Now I'm not talking about the the gray area. You know what I mean? Because then you're gonna that's that that takes a lot of that's that's mental. just one of the points. And like that, you want to be in a judgment free zone, but sometimes you meet people that are would feel judgmental to anything. And then that's when you have to decide whether or not that's gonna work for you. Because if a, it's it feels better when you're able to, if you can be yourself. But then how how um. What are the odds of really coming close to something like that, right? Where a dude, even men, I mean, you we do want a judgment-free zone as women and say, listen, this is just who I am, take me. But if a man came to you like, yo, there's this bitch at my job named Susie, damn, she fine. You, like, all right, nigga, we ain't friends like that. You understand what I mean? I mean, that's a little bit of a reach, but you get what I'm saying. A man can, can only be but so free, if you will, it's not like we can con- completely enter into a friend zone with the one we're with out of respect, because there's also boundaries to that in a relationship just out of respect. But overall, it's nice. So that's good for you that you were able to meet. Someone I think also relationships be between with. women are different. Um, at the same time, I just do. I just think they're different. Of course. And um, we are lovers and friends. And so and sometimes we don't think it like that. Sometimes you may meet somebody who that's not always on their mind either. They won't even have to come home and share that with you. No, I'm being I'm being hypothetical, but I'm saying over, you know, overall, you want to. It's I've seen men and women be best friends. Yeah. And that's it's very nice to be able to, you know, have someone where you can just be yourself completely and know that you will never be you'll never be judged. They accept you for who you are. I mean, we know everything. Yeah. I know how your shit smell. I know you ain't have no hair. I will not. I have not. I will never. She's when we walk around flapping. It's just the way it goes. I could, when I could titties never hit the floor, take a shit. Oh, my God. That's the way it goes. If like, you even knew I was taking a shit, I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, I can't. I'm one of those. I'm one of those women. Like, I, I well, don't want to be that. Open, everybody's but, different. You know, yeah. you don't want to know everything. I mean, I don't want the girl farting next to me like it's all cool. <laughs> so, like, oh, it's cool. No, it's not hey, cool, uh, Latifah. <laughs> you got the, you, what, did you shit on yourself? <laughs> I don't want to ask those questions. But we did know. What about in a Everything. friendship? Because they all be there. There do be some friends where you be like, uh, no. Mm-mm. There are some friends that you have to let go for a little while. There are some friends you have to love, and and love them a little bit from afar. It all depends on what people' issues are. Some, but you do get in friendships, and because of history, I know I have. You stay around, and your love is there, but it doesn't mean that um you guys are meant to be That's besties. So compatible as yeah, friends. and because like I said, it's it start sometimes it starts at a very young age. You don't know who that person's gonna be. When you get older and all the things that change, and we change, you should be ever changing. Yourself should be the same, who you are, your core. But you should be ever changing. So who I was last year is not who I am today. And with this, like, we we keep our friendship, but we've changed a lot throughout the years. It's yeah. just, we're combat- compatible with being friends. <laughs> we are. And we compatible too, y'all. I had the, the, <laughs> the damn word right the first time. <laughs> that is true. And I, I agree. I think with friendship, you know, it's, um for me, I'm a little bit more um loose if I can, with my friends than I am with my family. You know, I have a very, very closed off circle. And if, you know, I had an instance when I was younger, living on the block, you know, I had a a friend who I called a friend, a best friend, two blocks down. He was one of those childhood friends, always at your house. And we go to church together on Sundays. And when I turned 16, homegirl set me up to get jumped. She okay, did, no. she set me up for no. When I tell you for no ass reason, I don't know y'all like no. It has to be a no. Reason. It was literally for it no reason. It was literally for <laughs> no reason. Okay, and God works in uh, like amazing ways when you believe because he. I happen to just be transferring schools. I didn't even get a chance to tell her. So she had females come up to the old school looking for me. They had a picture of me. I had no idea who these girls were, and luckily. I wasn't there. God had already removed me from that situation. Okay. Um, But I say that to say, because of that, my trust has completely dwindled for any uh, friend, female friend who's not family. And so all it takes is one little thing. And I'm sorry, you're done. I don't, I don't need to be around you. And so I think with friendship, for me, the now the friends that I have, which is literally my my cousin who's here with me now, hey. and my sister, <laughs> um, those two are just two people that 
they, there's nothing that can be done to, to make well, me get out my of my issue. My, my friendships and why they stay so long is because I, well, number one, I'm an only child. So most of my, my two friends that I have, I've known since I was four and 10. Mm-hmm. I'm 38 years old. Hey y'all. What's up y'all? How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that, <laughs> they know me too. Like, I don't even know why she said that. What's good y'all. Um, shout out to y'all. Y'all know who y'all are. <laughs> um, the problem with this is that when you have friendships that go that deep and that long and you're an only child, you take them on as family. So do you see the way that you see us? Like, well, I can't, it's like, you know, there's some things that maybe somebody may do. And it's like, this is, if you were just a normal friend that I met maybe two, three years ago, I would never, I would slap you and never speak to you again. Mm, You ain't have to say all that. That's the truth. But no, no, she, she just, nah, I don't believe that y'all. She, that is the truth. She bugging y'all. There are some things. Continue on. She is beasting. I am telling (laughs) the truth. You would never be your friend. Um, yeah, I've been through some shit. It's cold outside. (laughs) It's cold outside. So so. I will say that, but, um, (laughs) how do you know when to leave? I don't know. I think time just makes you do that, especially as you get older and you do your own thing. Yeah, and you do grow apart from people, period. So, you know, that happens. But as far as breaking points, what are some of your breaking points in relationships, especially coming older, now that we're getting older, looking, you know, what are some of the breaking points that now you'll see and you'll be like, mm, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do to work this out. the biggest out. one ever. Communication. I'm a communicator. I like to talk about things. I understand people need time to process but you can't, like, we have a problem and you come to me three days later talking about you. I really can't deal with that. I need to talk things out. I need to understand where you're coming from, why you're mad, why you're upset. Communication is a big thing, and it was a big struggle in my last relationship with how she communicated, not necessarily towards me, just in general with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, no trust. Trust is a big thing. If I can't trust you, uh, even when you try to forgive certain things, when trust is broken, it's not your fault, and you has to be rebuilt, and you have to trust that person that they can do that. That's an issue. And if I can't read desire on you, I can't see desire anymore, you know, or else we could be friends. That's the reason we're in a relationship. We could be friends. That's true. So if you ain't ready to, you know, tuck up them titties (laughs) and poke out that booty, (laughs) then you don't want me no more. Then I think it's time for me to go. And you know, it's a really good thing when you talk about, um, for trust right now, I just want to share something really quickly with you. They did a survey, um, from March of this year. She got a survey. Y'all. I got a survey, y'all. <laughs> they did a survey from March of this year. And they surveyed 441 people who admitted to cheating while in a committed relationship, whether in a marriage or an exclusive relationship. 55% broke up immediately. 30% tried to stay together but broke up eventually. And only 15% survived the break of trust. Now, 30 to 60% of married couples will cheat at least once in their marriage. That's a damn shame. 74% of men and 68% of women. I told y'all last time women were sneakier <laughs> and nobody went to him. Nah, the men is higher though. 74% of men and 68% of women admit they cheat if it was a guarantee they'd never get caught. And damn. 60% of affairs start with close friends or coworkers. Now here's the, here's the, you spend the most time with them. Obviously. Now here's the, 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 the kicker statistics show that 56% of men and 34% of women who cheat rate their marriages as happy or very happy. So there's, uh, there's no, there's, I just did it because I could do it basically. So the, the funny thing is when it comes to breaking trust, the one thing I'm going to bring up my girl again, the one thing I loved about what Beyonce did, oh, with, yes, I did. <laughs> the fuck out one thing I loved that Beyonce did was lemonade. In that, she showed I am Beyonce, you know, and I was cheated on. And this is what we went through. Now, the other part to that, so I love the vulnerability because not many people. Well, come, it was 15 years later. Regardless, she said it. She didn't have to admit to it, but she admitted to I it. Mean, I like that part. That did, and the, the, the thing I liked the most about it was the fact that she stayed. Right. I, this wasn't uh, something that this wasn't something that a lot of people could say like, oh, fuck him. I left him because he cheated on I me. Mean, she's saying this is what we went through and here's where we are now. And I think that the hardest part is, as the statistics show, 15 percent were able to stick around um, and survive the break of trust. And one thing that is not shown, you know, the problem is on the else on the other side of that, when you're on the other side of someone cheating or breaking trust one thing that you lose is yourself, right? 
when you first go into a relationship, you're going in as who you are with a certain set of standards and saying what you will, won't do. Hi, this is who I am. And when something is broken and you decide to make it work, especially with trust, you start to die a piece of you or that particular standard. And it's because you have to sort of retrain yourself to trust again. So for example, if you make a phone call, you know, and the person doesn't pick up, your intuition is telling you one thing, but you're saying to your intuition, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to trust again. That's not the case. You know, well, this I person will call me I, back. I got to say this one thing I got to say to Beyonce, what happened in the elevator? We all want to know. I'm telling you, Rihanna was outside. About you know that song? It wasn't about my reading. It was Rihanna. Don't go there. You know that song, no, um, You Needed Me? No. I know that she's talking about no, Jay-Z. No, she ain't. Yes, she is. Him. I think she's so, talking about Jay-Z. Anyway. And Rihanna was outside and Solange kicked his ass. Back to my point. It was not about her. <laughs> yes, it was. You know, it wasn't. I, I'm they just hate you. on Rihanna because she's it a real Riri. one. But, um, okay, it's almost. It was Riri. I, I want to say that it was. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so She's a real one. They keep it, they keep hating on her. But I want to say with that is I wanted to say that yes, those things do happen with time and all that stuff. But I feel that people don't stay in the rebuilding stage long enough, right? They don't stay broken up rebuilding till you get to that trust to get back together. What they do is say, "Can I can I forgive this? Okay, I can. I want this to work." They get back together and they start rebuilding in that. And that's where it gets messy, and that's where it gets all muddled. But I think... I, Beyonce gave him time. Did you notice that he couldn't even get in contact with her? She did a year without him and that's to reveal one. That. that's one thing you need, because in order to make a, a, a situation not toxic, I think that it is best that you separate for a minute. And, and how you do that is completely, obviously, up to you and no, what, what you I'm think will work. What I'm saying is rebuilding in that separation exactly, and not but when you the are first, together. The first... Step. It is true, I, and you should you should step away, separate for a minute, where you're no longer sharing a bed. You understand, like no no intimate togetherness. You're separating the intimacy for a moment, and you're coming to terms with yourself. What am I dealing with? Is this something that I really want to do? Is this something that I can do? And literally, a problem that happens to the person who is cheated on or the trust is broken on, you tend to humanly blame yourself. You start well, to course. think. What could I have done better? What is wrong with me? And so you need time. The first step, you can't help something if you're still in that mindset. So you need time to rebuild you and know, no, I'm fucking good. This wasn't me. This was a him thing physically. But now once you heal, now you can come together and say, what is it that we can do better to prevent this from happening. What did I do? Sometimes, and it's not just a cheating thing, for any reason of breaking trust, is there something that I'm doing that's contributing to your action and vice versa? Well, there's nothing that you could do, because I was cheated on, that's how we ended my last relationship, but I wasn't cheated on for nine years, knowing I wasn't. Mm -hmm. This is the first and final happened, that was the ta-da. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we know you do blame yourself and all that stuff, but my perfect, I would have got back with her if it, was the way I wanted it to reconcile. So I wanted to have that time apart. And I wanted her to be able to be her and be a better her and grow with her while having me we become friends again. We do things again. And then I wanted to fall back in love. That's my way of taking a step away. Some people want, I want to step away, I want to rebuild myself, then I want to come together. And to me, that's causing more issues within you guys' self. I feel like if somebody wants you, and even if you're away, you know, they say the cat and mouse, the mouse will play. If this is something somebody wants, they would be focused on bettering themselves, exactly. becoming friendship with you again, having a friendship with you again, falling back in love. And so, therefore, you're not starting with a clean slate. It really is a clean slate. And that's, I, I, I agree with you in, in that sense, you know, especially I've been in situations where I've had to rebuild trust. So I know what it is to let it go, but continue it on, working at it, making it work, and seeing if it can work. And I agree, the first step is always to separate, let this person, both parties want, you know, make sure that this is what you really want. It may not be. You may take a step away from each other and realize, you know what, you're not what I want. Or the person who, who messed up and broke that trust may feel like, mm, I'm kind of happier or this way. Or you may see how, you know, it was one of the questions you used to always ask me in our morning meetings, like, you know, you want to be back, and I would admit it, like, hell yeah. And then you would say, why won't you go back there? Mm -hmm. This wasn't about pride. I said she, because she's incapable of giving me the work that needs to be to done. Be done, and that's that's the key too. Um, and when, it's not even purposefully. Like no. I just know her personality is incapable. So why would I 
go back into something where even if you never cheat on me again, I'm going to have to still deal with your line of thinking, your selfishness, the way you communicate. The problems that we have, even though cheating is a big one, are all surrounded by fundamental problems. Yeah, yeah. Fundamental and I learned that are. when I realized when I, I, I couldn't compare it to being cheated on before, but I can compare it to when I came home and I wanted to talk about something and you were so pissed and you just didn't want to, yeah. or you shut down. You're not a communicator. Yeah. So I realized and like how that's not going to help when you rebuilding. actually did something wrong to me. Yeah. And You're communication, that. that's absolutely right. And communication is key in rebuilding anything. Even if it is a friendship, a relationship, communication is key because when you do decide to come together and make it work, the first thing you're doing is laying laying it out on the table. This is what I need. This is what I want from you. This is what I'm looking for. Can you do that? Yeah, but people Are you can willing say to do it. That? I want to exactly. take some time to watch them actually do exactly. it. Exactly. And that's, I think, what happens. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a, when I think the trust is broken, your rosy colored glasses come off, right? And so now you see the person from a clean slate. You see the person as if you're introduced to them for the first time. That's one. And then as you're going in or through it, trying to rebuild, you can see after a while that mask comes off again. Who says I see- miss you, girl? <laughs> <laughs> this chick got me in my feelings. Come on, man. <laughs> we can make this work. <laughs> I take it all back. Come on home. <laughs> we can anyway. make this work. <laughs> okay. But you know, their mask comes out and you see them again for who they really are. And you yourself can see whether or not it's going to work without even having to um, confer with the person involved. You see, you know, and then that poses the question of do people stay in relationships and or friendships out of comfort? Oh, yeah. People are yeah. scared to um, listen. Getting away from somebody or being without is scary. Definitely. And sometimes, especially with me, I hide everything through laughter. So people don't understand how hard I may have every day. I mean, I literally, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I literally still don't sleep on the side of the bed that she used to. Bitch, ain't nobody there. No, ain't no all like bitch, nobody there. That's a disgusting all. Like, really? I'd be all over drooling. Drooling I I had true love, so. (laughs) (laughs) A nigga understand what that feels like. You know what I'm saying? I just don't sleep on that side. I'm just not used to it. Even when I roll over, I'm like, ain't nobody there. Oh yo. my gosh, she's not here. <laughs> I didn't know about all that, but <laughs> you just do things. Uh, How come every time I come to your house, it is one side of the bed always made up nicely? Because <laughs> your ass ain't there. Now shut the fuck up and let's move on. <laughs> she getting on my motherfucking nerves. This is why you don't the talk to pillows tucked on that one side. <laughs> hey, Chuck, Chuck, let's go on. Move on. Let's get to the fucking movies. I ain't answering that damn. You know how people know they need to let go of friendship or a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You tune in to next week when she buy her damn self. <laughs> what movies? <laughs> movies. No, no, I ain't done yet. No. Oh, so now, all right. So I agree though. People do stay out of um stay in relationships out of comfort because I think you're scared also of the unknown, especially nowadays. Motherfuckers are crazy. Creepy. Like they're crazy. They're yeah. just crazy. So you think like, all right, you know what I mean? Unless for real, somebody's kicking your ass. I don't, you know, well, that's yeah. different. Yeah. Anybody who's harming you. Um, but then there's mental abuse too. Yeah, you know, but so. I mean, like literally, you know, at the end of the day, what in that comfort zone, what I'm saying is like, okay, this is good right now. I don't feel like dealing with it. I don't know what's on the outside. That's one thing. But if you're in something that is physically harming you or really causing you harm in any way, shape or form, please find, you know, help to get out because that's that's completely different but i agree people do stay out of comfort it just feels i think i think people have safer. to get to know themselves exactly. and uh, understand taking a risk just like you would do for a job mm-hmm. and understand that just having a warm body next to you or somebody that comes home don't mean you're in a relationship and or kids just because you have kids doesn't mean that you have and to some stick people want to portray you know? like they never ever put anything like that will be negative about themselves they care a lot about what other people think I'm not one of those people. Uh, I'm not one when I am in love and I'm not one when I'm out of it. I'm one of those people and I'm slowly, you know, starting to get out of that. But I am one of those people who care about what other people think, even though I say like I could give two fucks. I mean, there are certain times I don't give a fuck what you think, but a lot of times um, I do. And that's something that I need to let go of because 
it's uh, to me, my reasoning is searching for validation, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make, I am a good girlfriend and I want to know what your mother may think about me. I want her to read, to, to reiterate that to you because I need validation. Whereas it should be, I don't give a fuck who says what I know what I am. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. The validation so, feels even better when you, it, you it, know, when you like, um, for yourself and when you don't have to put up a facade about what's really going on in your life. Exactly. And so, you know, that's things. But I understand but I being transparent. People. I don't always tell everything on my YouTube. Yeah, I I'm not going to have a terrible day and I don't come in front of the camera. And there's other people involved. You know, let me tell you about. And I, I wish I could do a story. I don't on. mind. I'm going to be honest. I'm a, I'm a open book. I could give two fucks. Like in that sense, I probably would be the type to overshare, but it involves other people. So I just, you know, yeah. who want to do that? You just can't. So, but I agree with that. So now. Right. Last one, last one. We 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 closing in. Ooh. What does an ideal love look like for you? Oh, ideal love. Yes. Okay, well, what does love look like? Like, what is your perfect vision of of love? Well, love looks for me like a lot of laughter. Mm. You know, love looks like having your best friend. Love is like staring at somebody while they're sleeping, and you're dead serious, and her mouth is open. You know how you look, bitch. <laughs> And your wig was off, sitting on the table, your and I still the wig got <laughs> a ponytail. Let me tell, let me tell you a quick story, guys. One day I got up and it, I thought it was something on the table. I don't know what I thought it was. It had a ponytail, <laughs> and I came in and I said, "Babe, <laughs> your wig ready to leave?" <laughs> and she says, "I'm fucking playing with me, nigga. <laughs> I miss you, girl." <laughs> That's what love looks like. You let a bitch and her mouth is open. She snores, all that, all that. And you still staring at this person. You love them because, you know, that you forget things at the store. I say, damn, I forgot to get me. And she has a, a seltzer in her hand. That's what love looks like to me. You care about what I, I want to do. You know, I say, I want to start a YouTube. You say, go, baby, go. You challenge me because I'm not always right. And that is. No, you're a, not. Bitch, neither are you. <laughs> Will somebody challenge her? Because that's her damn problem. If y'all know this during this podcast Always. episode. You have to make sure that that person is able to challenge you. You're able to be yourself wholeheartedly. And you can be yourself without them now being you too. I really fucking oh, hate that shit. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> She's doing that on purpose, guys. Because I say weird, weird. Anyway, why are we even talking about this? She's so fucking annoying. Would you get to the movies? Because I have an important part. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> now, look, for me, I agree. I think love, um, I think love is a safety net. I think it just feels good. I think it feels like, you know, I can only go off the feeling of it. I think it just feels right. Like every part of you and not all the time you're going to have. And I'm the type. I like a little spicy argument every now and then. Yeah, something's wrong with her. I okay? do. I She's do, the type I of bitch that starts some I'm shit. I'm not going to, I don't want to fight. I want to argue every now and then. It just keeps it, you who know. Says who says that, that though? Women, shit? who says that? Like, I do. Every now and then. It's not robotic. It, it, it happens by itself, you. though. Nobody, that, like, thinks I, I about could, it. I want a little argument every now and then. If we just all happy. It feels good. See, that's I the problem. All, like, oh, that's love. all the time. I want to spice. You know, but you I just wanna, feel, you just chilling. It's not that you just in love I want to chill 90% chilling. of the time, but that 10%, I want a little argue. Argue with me, nigga. Tell me, shut the fuck up. Oh, wow. she. You know what she needs, right? It's the same. Because <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> wow. I want you know it, so. what I think also love looks like? I got to say this real quick because I really love that. When you're sitting in a bed, you could be foot, head to foot or whatever, and you on the iPad, and she's on her phone, and you are absolutely saying nothing to each other, but just comfortable that you yes. guys are there for hours. I think that that I is compatibility, that. doing absolutely nothing together. Yes. That is so perfect. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think that is great. And so could you do, this is the last one. I'm, I just want to ask you, because you said going into the shows, I know you have your movie thing. Um, could you do a show like Love is Blind? Now, if y'all don't know, Love is Blind, I don't think y'all heard of Cameron or Lauren, but it was one of those things where you go into a pod, you can't see the other person, and you're talking to them, and they're answering questions, you're trying to see if you're compatible, and then they literally say, will you marry me? I love everything about what I'm hearing of Mm -hmm. you, and Mm -hmm. then you get to see the person. Mm -hmm. And so, in that, (laughs) <laughs> could you do a show like that love listen is listen i love the concept okay and i would love to be in the show doing it and all that but i just know my luck i'm gonna be tired like remember jessica with the little one i, the little one? <laughs> I just know i would be tight would so i do it yes i even would do uh married at first sight so i had to get i had to get talked out of applying for that married at first sight because i really wanted to do that show. so you would do a love a love is blind show 
I mean, I would. I'm, you know, but I just know with my luck, I'm going to be tight. I can't do it. Because I, if the nigga, I mean, let's say that you doing this and this nigga is saying all the right things. I mean, all the right things. If I see you when you ugly, I can't. I can't. I can't. Everything is done. I'm shallow. I'm shallow. I'm shallow. Beauty's in the We know. We know. We know. I can't do it. It's true. Lauren and and, and, um, Cameron, whatever his name is, they got lucky because they actually... Cute. Well, beauty is not a beholder. As Number long as one. you find a person gorgeous, yeah. you understand know what I but mean. If you walk out and you look like some shit, and he's like, "But, but you told me you loved me. <laughs> you like, ain't nothing no. without David Buffett, bitch." <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. You a shallow bitch, like yeah, whatever, whatever, nigga. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, I'm so, having a hard time finding love right now. I need to just close my eyes and pick one. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that would work. So if she came around that corner. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know who come around that fucking corner. <laughs> if you did the love is blind uh-huh. and you fell in love, right? And then she came around the corner and she's like, you know, hi, but she looks like some shit. I don't know. I'm already going. I feel like you have to be attracted to the person that you. It's do right. I, I agree. I agree. All right. So now on to our next. And our and final, final and our fastest because we got to hurry it up. I here. got you. I got you, Rich. I, I saw you. Watch it or leave it. But again, keeping up with the theme, love don't live here anymore. What are some of the love movies that you would recommend? Well, I can get through mine. Okay, I would take Titanic. I love Jack and Rose. I love that Titanic, they... Titanic, wow. Yeah, I love White that they love. had... Pretty much. I love that they had <laughs> love at first sight. I love that they were willing to risk it all. And most of all, I love that even though she survived, she was and he passed and the fate was terrible. She was so grateful to have that little bit of love Um Period. Then they never have it at all. So I believe in that. Now the one I'm gonna leave and it's dealing with love is Beauty and the Damn Beast. I want everybody Step to know yes, <laughs> that the Beast was verbally and physically abusive. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I really truly think, <laughs> but you know, she and no, 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 no. See, that's the problem. And you're gonna think you have to stick around through somebody's bullshit, and you don't. If you're a woman out there getting yelled at like that, <laughs> run away. So I would leave that Beauty and the Beast story. <laughs> For real. You don't have to stick to somebody <laughs> bullshit. Like, I wonder if he would turn into a prince. I'm going to tell y'all, this ain't no Disney story. He probably going to stay Not, a beast. I think going to beast. That's it. That's mine. Mine is um, Love and Basketball. I love that movie. Obviously, they fought for love. I love at the end that she was the one fighting for him. She came in like, play me. I love that movie. Play me for your love. <laughs> and so, they won. <laughs> so not true in life. I love that. <laughs> and y'all don't don't judge me. I already said this is a judgment zone, judgment free zone. Mm-hmm. It is fucking Shrek for me. Hey, Fiona. Like, for real. <laughs> for real. She was a princess, but you know what? He loved her for who she really was. <laughs> and they turned into ogres together. And don't even get me started on the third one. We having babies and shit. Who say the color purple and awful? <laughs> <laughs> Last love movie of them all. <laughs> <laughs> not mister alright y'all we gotta get out of here alright 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 well um quickly Rich what we got um um five minutes ago five minutes five ago. minutes no before we done oh we done alright y'all Rich, well we, we are going to be <laughs> <laughs> Rich got jokes we gonna wrap it up eight minutes ago a word alright well we out y'all and I just wanna let y'all know um we will be off next Sunday the day after New Year maybe maybe not we may be back we don't know but the next one we'll go into our goals for 2022 yeah that's um, cool so if we do not speak to you you guys have a great New Year be safe out there um, and until next time until next time I hope you guys have a good day and I will be leading the next um, podcast just so you guys know we'll see <laughs> bye y'all bye. <laughs>